This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Uh, as the temps are slowly creeping up and it feels like summer's getting ready to settle in, let's make sure all the gaps are filled and the ceiling fans are rotating in the proper direction. Don't don't even ask that, really. From the big to the small, we're looking for the DIY questions and how you want to work in this heat or not. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And as the temps are slowly creeping up and it feels like summer's getting ready to settle in, you know, I was out in it in the past couple of days, and you can definitely definitely feel summer and the humidity starting to come it's, in. It's juicy. It is. It is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's getting to where you can't go out without sweating at this point. Well, I know it's getting to be summer because I have to do more laundry. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because you got to do it a couple of times. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A day, actually. You do wardrobe <laughs> changes when you're working? Yes, I do. I keep uh, keep different things in the car depending on, you know, what, what we're going to be doing that day. But absolutely. The last thing you want to do is to meet your home inspector and, and not be able to breathe. <laughs> right, right. So how are you guys doing? How, how, how did the week go? I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm not. I bet I don't battle the rain like Jeff does. He's probably trying to pour a slab somewhere. Well, yeah, we're always trying to pour a slab or a driveway. Yeah, right. uh-huh. So, yeah. in fact, you know, and it always works like that. We started a long driveway, building a big house out in Flora. Started long driveway today, you know. Oh. So, you know. And timing is everything. Mm -hmm. It it just wasn't ready. We had some bulldozer work to do. Finally got that out of the way. Now we're ready for the driveway. And then, of course, rain. I wonder if a construction company, like a massive construction company, ever decided to hire a meteorologist just to know to try to get ahead of well there's you apps know, on your phone for that i mean you can but that it really is important i had uh breakfast had brunch this weekend with some friends of mine and one of, one of my buddies owns a bulldozer mm-hmm. and he was talking about dirt work yeah and how impossible it is i mean you think about it when you're trying to do site work on equipment that weighs that much and with the uh, rain yeah. that we're getting, how to get stuck there? Yeah, forever. they'll just they'll be there for a minute. Huh. So you know he's not even able to uh, move the, in. To, yeah, the biggest thing is you know here in Central Mississippi we have Yazoo clay, so a lot of times uh, we have to excavate. So mm-hmm. now we've got a big hole in the ground, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here now comes the rain. Here comes the rain, <laughs> yeah. and and then and you just said it was clay, which makes it a bathtub, right. right? So then, when the sun comes out, oh man, the sun's out. Well, you can't get dirt because the pit is wet, yeah. right? 
Yeah. So, okay. lot, of, lot of factors. You got to think, you know, and before I got into this business, I just didn't think about stuff like that. Right. Right. No, 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 You know, no, but nobody does. No. Uh, well, I used to sit around and, you know, you drive by, when you're young, you drive by like a house, someone building a house, something like that, or see someone building right. a house. Why does that take so long? <laughs> yeah. What? Or what are or, they doing? Yeah, or right. you you have that neighbor that moves in like the fourth house in the neighborhood, and all they want to do is complain because you know there's a piece of paper in their yard or somebody's parked in front of their house or <laughs> I know that guy. He, yeah, he lives well, in my neighborhood. Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, I met him yesterday. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, you know, I tried to explain to him, and 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 he, I understand that they just don't understand. Right. But the same thing happened when their house was being built. Right. It's not a pretty uh, process. No, it's it's and unfortunately. Or fortunate, however you want to look at it, you've moved in a new subdivision where there or more stuff will be where, built. Where construction There's is other going stuff. on. There's other stuff going on. Yeah. You know, it's funny whenever I think about having to do what we do for a living. You know, everybody, no, everybody who doesn't know what we're doing has an opinion about what we're exactly. doing. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's right. But you know what? You're not unique. You're not unique. I think that, that happens. You know what my, uh, my new favorite thing is whenever uh, I'm doing home inspections are cameras in the house. I'm actually glad they're there because oh, they can see how hard I well, am working. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Pam, I, I, I say it all the time. I encourage, listen to me, I encourage a independent home inspection. Hmm. Look, I'm, I'm cool. human. And, and I, I've been in that house for six months every single day. And it's like being in the forest and you cannot see the trees. Oh, yeah. Right. You're, you're standing over so, the puzzle and can't see that last piece. Right. So, so no, I, I, I encourage a independent home inspection. Well, let me tell you what happened to me last week after the show. Okay, speaking of that. So I have a buddy, and they built a house in a really nice neighborhood up in Madison County. Okay? Mm-hmm. Out on the water in okay. Madison County. Okay? Awesome, awesome house. I did the home inspection for them whenever they had it built in mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. okay? So he just calls, and he's like, you know, I just want to make sure everything's okay. And what are we, six years right. since since that point? I did my math right on that. I had to think about that ahead of time. So six years later, he calls, and he says, I just want to make sure everything's going, you know, that we're good. Yeah. So I get out there, and this guy's meticulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing how I think he's an engineer, and so he watches that house. Well, I'm about, I don't know, three quarters done, and I'm using my thermal camera, and I'm thermaling above the bed in his bedroom, in this back master bedroom. And I called him in there. I said, what is all this water in your ceiling? And he was like, what? And looked up, and there are watermarks up there, but it's not as bad as the thermal camera is telling me, okay? Uh-huh. So we, I stop what I'm doing. We pull down the attic stair, go upstairs, and his pan beneath his um, air conditioning system is full of water. Uh oh! And he's like, "I just had that serviced." Well, when they serviced it, <laughs> they did put the plugs back in on the coil. Yeah. And so it was pouring water, and guess what? The drain pan, um, the pa- the drain on the pan wasn't connected. Oh no! And so water was pouring into the yeah. ceiling. And you know what he was going to do the next day? Leave. Go out of town. Right. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. So if well, I hadn't and, and, showed up on that day, well, he'd come home to a disaster. And another mistake. Well, mistake. I'm not going to use that word. Another feature 
we'll say, that could have been added, uh, the little bitty $2 limit switch. Yeah, yeah. Mount that on the pan. When the pan fills up with water, the limit switch comes on, cuts power off to the unit. It doesn't fix anything. Right. But it just it, doesn't let you make it worse. It does right. It it well, stops everything and, and obviously you know there's a there's an issue. Well so. that wouldn't have helped in this case because the pan was leaking. <laughs> well, <laughs> the pan wasn't holding True. water. True. That that switch That's right. I mean, there was just enough water. I don't know that it would have hit that limit switch, but Probably I'm not. a big advocate of yeah. those. Oh, me too. So my no, thing we, is... We, we put them on all of, our, all of our homes. If you think home inspections are just for whenever you're buying a house, you are so wrong. That's right. <laughs> well, and to that point, we have a caller. I want to go ahead and get to Judy and Natchez because uh, we've got a 100-year-old house here that needs to be dealt with. So, uh, uh, Judy, are you with us? Yes, I am. So you've got a 100-year-old house, and you want to get windows replaced? Yes, and all the windows in this house have ropes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and the, a, the ballast a, is a, in the what, inside. What's it called, a balance? It's yeah. a... Um, it's a big weight on the end of the that ballast, rope. yeah. It's on the that, in, in the wall. Yeah, that helps raise <laughs> that right. bottom sash. Right. So are the windows rotten? I mean, is there something wrong with them? Yes, there are two of them that look like they are, and I've got somebody coming to look at them, but I've never had to. This is my family home that I have moved into, and I'm like, oh. Lord. Well, it, it's, you know, first of all, um, I'm working on a 100-year-old house in Raymond, actually. Um, nothing to be scared of. Those, uh, it's, it's fairly simple to, to um, uh, it's an old wood window. So yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to pull that out. And depending on where you're at in Natchez, I spend a lot of time there. Uh, you're probably going to have to go back with a wood window. Really? Okay, that's fine. Well, that's what I needed. Now, wait, now, hang on. I do not do not take my word for it. I said, depending on where you where live, where you are. If yeah. you if you are in a district that you have to maintain that historic accuracy. That, yeah. yeah. Then, but it's easy. You know, go to go to city hall. Go to your permit department. And find out what is required. Um, but again, there are wood window replacements. For that, I would also investigate what is called cellular PVC. Hmm. Now, do not mistake that for a vinyl window. It is not vinyl. Cellular PVC looks, smells, tastes, feels just like wood. So a lot of times um, you can get that in place of wood, and then you'll never replace that window again. I assume so, that comes okay. at a premium. Um, actually, no. Really? It's, it's probably less money than the wood. The wood window that's in that house is a um, TDL, True Divided Light. Uh-huh. And I'm making some assumptions, but I bet I'm right. right. A wood TDL is going to be very expensive. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How interesting. Would that be a, um, Jeff, is that a um, single pane? Yes. On the cellular PVC is a cellular no, pane? No, no. It is an insulated glass. On it the, is on insulated the, yes, glass. But yes. it, does it look like wood? Absolutely. How interesting. Oh, it, they look. We, we, we got them approved at Lake Caroline uh-huh. uh, years ago. I put them in my personal house. Um, it's, a great, it's a great window. It's a great value on a window. 
if if you're looking for that wood look. Right. So, okay. Hope That's that helps. Well, I am looking for the wood. Okay. Yeah. Investigate that. So you'll you'll probably have to come to you know Jackson to get that window. But what, you know, what'd you call it again? It's a cellular PVC. Cellular yeah, PVC. And, and there's several windows made out of that. It's been around forever. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not something new. Does that help out, Judy? That helps. Well, but you know, of course. Down here right now is trying to find somebody who can come in and, and put them in. I know. And, you know, I've got two that look like they need to be replaced now. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. But, but yeah, you there, there, there's some, there, there are some good contractors in, in Natchez in the surrounding areas. You may want to get on a couple of lists. Maybe yeah. that's the way yeah. to go. Okay. Um, well, I mean, will they look like the, uh, the windows that are already in the house. Can I get them to look like the ones that are um, it, in the it, it probably has flat casing around them, inside and outside. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you can get a very okay. similar look. Sure can. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I love your show. All well, right. Thank well, thank, well, thank you, Judy. Uh, we I appreciate love, it. I love Natchez. I was there over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather's house. Oh man, that, I, I wish I lived there. Right. I, I, lo- I, I love. Well, I love. Jeannie working. might have a house for I, sale here. I, 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 <laughs> I love working on the old ones. It's going to need windows. Yeah, yes. but it needs windows. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Before we go on, I just want to go ahead and uh, and uh, we're going to go to the phone on the road because we've got a question about installing windows coming. This is, this is going to be great because what we were talking about earlier is putting in windows into a 100-year-old house. Uh, is it uh, Elgon? Is on the coast or on the road? What's going on, Elgon? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm trying to install windows in a metal building. I live in a barn domain. Okay, okay. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Abram Nanny, our, uh, uh, one of the one of the the newest employee here at MPB has uh, Abram. Have you have you done something like this? I know that you've done some installation on metal buildings. Yeah, probably close to a hundred windows that I've helped us install. Nice. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, here's our expert. Or here's our pro. Yeah. Okay, so Abram, uh, uh, what would you like to? Uh, hang on. What would you like to ask? So um, the main thing you want to do is you want to find a window that's compatible with metal buildings. First of all. Uh-huh. Specifically, um, what you've got is a lot of these are wood frame mostly. These metal buildings have mostly wood frame. So they have windows that each have screw holes. Just a, They have a frame around it and they have screw holes to go straight into that wood. So it'll, it'll work with just about any window you can find. But those, are the window, those easy windows are the ones that you're going to want specifically. What's, what's the problem that you're having though? My problem is I, it's a metal building. Now I have these purlins that you know you screw the siding to. So do I need to frame? I need to frame a, a window in with metal. Is that correct? Not necessarily. It, it does not have to be. It is your. So are your girts? Are they metal as well? Is that fully metal, or do you have a, a stick frame around your metal? Oh, fully metal. Fully metal. Fully okay. Metal. Where the windows are, I would need to cut into one of those purlins. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that is a bit annoying to do. 
Um, you can just use a grinder and cut into that girt, but you'll be able to just get some tech screws, some regular tech five screws, a five sixteenths bit, and those that'll screw right into that once you get it cut through. Huh? Don't I need to resupport those purlins once I cut into that girt? Yeah, you can. Um, they'll they'll have a they'll. Are you installing a new window? I'm sorry, I thought you were replacing a window. No, installing a new window. Oh, I am so sorry. Okay, so yeah, what you'll need to do is you'll get a some some small C channel. Um, I'm sure there's a metal building company around here that you can find. Um, but you'll get some C channel and run it up along the sides of where you're going to put that. But normally with uh, with those windows, you would want to support it onto one of those girts. So either the top or the bottom one, you would want to have the window sitting into one of those girts and then build a frame around that other ones. With wood? It can be with yeah. wood, but you can do... Uh, if it's if it's mostly iron that he's dealing with already, I would say just keep it with iron. Oh, okay. All right. Does that help out? Yes, it helps a lot. Great. All right. appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Let's keep so on. So we were just talking about girts and purlins. I know, and I have no <laughs> clue what any of that stuff is. So the difference between a girt and a purlin is where it is in the building. The girt is on You're the wall. Still not doing anything for me. <laughs> is it a stud? It's a stud. It's or a or a brace. More well, or less. It's, yes. It's, it's something to. It serves two purposes. One, something to screw the the skin, the out the exterior of the building onto. So it's framing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the main frame of yeah. the building. The yeah. girts are oh, on the walls. Go. The purlins are on the roof. Hey, That's the uh, only difference. <laughs> let's let's take a softball here real quick. <laughs> hey, hi. I'm about to need AC work done, and I thought it, I might get the thermostat changed out at that time. I agree. Great idea. Yes. Uh, what was the purpose of having fan only circulating on and off on a central unit? I believe you said some thermostats have that setting, and uh, thanks, Julie. But Pam, you mentioned that. Yeah, and I've got this on my YouTube channel as well. If you go to the Inspect It Like a Girl YouTube channel, I talk about the circulating feature on your thermostat. And what that does is you can set that to run even if the unit isn't on. So it continues to to pull cool air through your ductwork and through the system itself so the air regulates easier and better. Right. It's more efficient, basically. Okay. And you can get one. I picked one up at one of the big box stores. It was 100 bucks. And you can and just make sure that it has the circulating feature. You're talking about the thermostat. Yeah, the thermostat. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're going to have a unit replaced, you can ask your HVAC tech to, you know, give you one that's got that. That has that feature. That has that feature. And I had an HVAC HVAC person tell me about this years ago to use it with my furnace. I mean, not my furnace, my wood burning. Fireplace, uh-huh. yeah, stove. So I do that in the wintertime, and it pulls the air, the warm air from the stove, and distributes it through the house. Well, then I was talking to him about, well, would that work in the summertime? And he was like, light bulb. Yeah, that's an awesome idea because it's pulling it through the cool through the coil, right. so it's going to be cooling. Which has already been pre-cooled. Yes, that's yeah. already been cooled, and the unit's not even on. Right. So by doing that, when I and, and I got to tell Timmy this, he put the new unit in my house. I don't know if he's listening or not. I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why there's a thermostat. Well, right, yeah, it's yeah. on 76. Well, it goes up, I mean, right? it is cold in there. But I've got, well, stop, you know. Stop drinking so much. I know. Well, you know, you know his, uh, his, uh, uh, his slogan was uh, a snowball's <laughs> chance in Mississippi. Right, <laughs> right. I'm telling you, that, those new units are more. And my, my energy Aren't bill they, has though, plummeted. They are so nice. Golly. Um, these newer units. Yes. And, I, and I downsized. Yeah. I went from, and I had to talk this man into it, I went from a four-ton to a three-and-a-half mm-hmm. because I had insulated my walls, I'd yeah. covered my west-facing windows, and so I was like, oh, this will be well, awesome. Right. And now I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go one more before we hit the break. I uh, I just listened to your recommend, uh, your recommendation. This was from uh, when... when uh, Andrew Hitchcock was on from Fondren Small Engine Repair. So I just listened to your recommendation to store the battery for your lawn equipment indoors when not in use. Yep. So, okay, my question. By indoors, do you mean a climate-controlled environment like in the house? I have a freestanding garage, which is insulated and completely protected from the, quote, weather, but is not climate-controlled. Unless I run a window AC. So is my battery okay inside the garage, which can get pretty hot in the summer, or do I need to bring it in the house? Uh, you know, uh, get your manual. Pam, Pam, punny. Back to the manual. People. I, Jeff. Um, well, the battery, the battery has lived in conditioned space. It's since entire, its inception. Since its entire life. And now you've kicked so, it to the curb. Right. So I bring my, listen, I know I'm weird, but I charge my batteries and I bring them inside and I have a little shelf where they all live and belong. Um, So, and see, there's so many, there's so many messages and I understand a listener when you think about this, because you're told, you're told, all right, uh, is it's, it's best to keep these things inside to keep them cool, but these are lithium ion batteries, Right. This is the same one, the same type of battery that went up on flames on on the the airplane in the Samsung phone yeah, ten true, years ago. True, true. So, so um, what we're saying it, it's it is a weird thing. And then Jeff, you've talked about uh, battery chargers being uh, installed in the home, maybe for an EV or something of that nature. Uh, we, we really, I really do think there needs to be some uh, kind of guidance on. Well, uh, it's even though maybe the fire, it, yeah, fire code or something. Could I, I don't know. You know, even, even though the batteries have been around forever, mm-hmm. we're 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 in new territory. Mm-hmm. Well, we're using kind different of. metals mm-hmm. and things right, like that. Right. So. You know, I, y- y'all remember my story? The mm-hmm. gentleman was charging battery. Battery caught on fire and burnt the house down. Burnt right. The house down. So and see, that's what I'm saying. We, on this question, they're like, no. Keep it indoors. I'm like, wait a minute. If it starts fires, I'm going to keep it out. Well, that's because it was plugged in. <laughs> it, well, if you it, leave it on it the charger charging. and you let it, you know, it, it will do that. I'm charging mine, taking it off the charger and putting it in my house. Yeah. And I'm not really worried about the heat. Uh-huh. I'm hurried. I'm worried about the juicy. Yeah. I'm worried about the humidity. Oh. And corrosion. and I got you. You know. That, that. I mean, obviously, in-conditioned space will be better. Yeah. Now, is that a must? I, I don't think so. I, yeah. I mean. You know. I, dry would be would be my, my goal. Well, I'm in, I'm in it for a longevity. Yeah. I want to, I, I try to maintain stuff. Right. So that I can have it for a longer time. Right. So you know, I'm cleaning my stuff, and and that that is, and these batteries, um, 
I will say, you know, Pam, that's that's probably the best way to go. The batteries. I don't know if anyone has bought any uh, battery powered tool in the past few years. But boy, you can get the tool for a song and a dance. Yes. It ain't the tool they're selling, folks. Right. It's the batteries. Uh, uh, it's the batteries. The, and those, I was in the, I need, I, want, I need some more batteries. And I was, you know, I get this, this email that says there's a discount if I buy, you know, so much. Right. And so I was like, what could, what's a big purchase? Batteries. Right, right. <laughs> so it is. For my power tools. So I was, I was out looking for those this weekend. I haven't pulled the plug yet because I just hate Do your that. shopping because you can and, – and, oh, and by the way, I will say this. You can go online and buy cheap batteries for your power equipment. Please do not do that. Don't do it. Those are, and be, that's what I was going to say. Be getting a, you'll be getting a call from Jeff – when your house burns when you're, Yeah. Right. Make sure your insurance is good if you're buying aftermarket batteries. Right. Because, well, and we have that experience with, we use these little, um, and I'll just say the name, we use a little Streamlight uh, flashlight. Uh-huh. It's it's a, a police use it. Yeah. Okay. Police and fire. And it's a tiny little thing, but it uses specific batteries. Mm-hmm. Well, we tried to use aftermarket, because those batteries are expensive. They go, right. they go on that son of a gun. Well, we tried to buy some of these aftermarket. You couldn't hold that flashlight in your hand. It got really? so hot. Really? Wow. Yes. Yikes. That's and I was scary. like, yeah. I was like, uh, mm, no. <laughs> We're going to go back to the expensive batteries. <laughs> You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, guys, I've got an email here that we're going to go to, and this one just, I heard it, Jeff, and it hurt my heart. Mm. And it's going to do you that way, too. I recently had wood floors installed on a slab foundation floor and over parquet flooring. A moisture barrier was used. Now I have tinting where there was no tinting before. And it turns out that the parquet is tinting under the new floor at a place where the parquet was not tinting before. I'm assuming there is some moisture. Where could the moisture be coming from and how do I find out what is the most uh, expeditious method of repair. Whew. Right. Like I said, my heart hurt when I read it. Well, so it's, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to follow here that we put new floor over old floor, and now we have a moisture issue. That's puzzling. Seems to be what happened. And they said they put a moisture barrier down. Right. Um, Could it be under slab leak? Well, yeah, and, and just be coincidental that that it happened at that time. Uh, I mean, remind my, me my my knee jerk. I put a floor over a floor. I didn't have a problem, and now I have a moisture problem. I'm I'm not buying that. Yeah, okay. there may be something. Remind me, Jeff. You do such a good job of describing this. If the water is under what underneath it, what will the floor do? Well, okay. If the water is under, if on a conventional foundation wood floor, water is under, it's going to um, uh, rise up in the middle. Edges were your, will, your, your will, boards will, will rise up curl, in the middle. Yeah, curl down. If the water's on top, the um, edges of the board will curl up. up. 
Okay, so, so it's a cupping whenever it's yeah. it's above concave, so, and concave, convex. convex, and they're saying tinting. So I'm assuming that means concave that it's bubbling up in the middle. Another thing that be, yeah. could be going on is that the installer didn't leave gaps at the edges, and if you do that. And then it expands. And it expands. It could be pressing up against itself. Well, this Ooh. is this is what I think I would do. I would probably get someone with a moisture meter, and let's start pinning the floor. See if we have moisture. Yeah. If we have moisture, then that well, let's start narrowing it down. Uh, I've got moisture. Start removing floor. Get get to the source of that. Of that water, and another thing, you know, Jeff, you think about it um, on wood flooring. Do you have to cure wood floor? Like, does it need to come and sit in the house for a minute? You know, that is that is as that is as big an argument as w- which way do I turn the fan in the winter? <laughs> um, uh, a lot, a lot of manufacturers will tell you it does not have to acclimate. So, um, in our new construction, now we are using. Um, LVP, luxury vinyl plank, mm-hmm. uh, th- those are not acclimating. We are putting those in before the home is conditioned. Okay. Um, but I do think some wood floors, like if we're doing solid wood, pine, or oak, we are going to put that wood in the house for, you know, five, six days or so to get it. To get it, to get sure. it, and I'm wondering if that might be what's going on here. If you brought it in, depending on the grade of wood that you've got, and you yeah. immediately put it down, and it goes from sitting in a hot, humid warehouse mm-hmm. into your house, you really have to give it enough time to kind of acclimate to the oh, to yeah. the environment where it's going to be. Now, that's uh, a that's a guess. Though. You know, yeah. again, did I hire a a um, reputable contractor to do this if i did i'm hiring that contractor and i'm gonna i'm gonna put some of this uh heartburn on them on them and we're gonna figure it out together right right, right. and and then of course if that was you <laughs> if you did it yourself yeah well i'm gonna sit down with myself myself and, it out and have a real honest conversation yeah. self so the first thing i'm gonna do um, get a moisture meter. You can go uh-huh. buy one yourself. They're mm-hmm. they're relatively inexpensive, and um, let's see if we have moisture. Yeah, and check the humidity as well. If you've got a thermostat that yeah. will tell you, well, you can you can order those. Those are yeah, know, they're cheap, ten, ten bucks. Yeah, they're not they're not expensive at all. And I actually have a client that's dealing with that with the contractors way out in the country, but they put down this awesome wood flooring, and he said he can barely walk across the floor. It's it's buckling and pulling up, and oh, there's no. a, and so I'm. Trying to schedule a time to go out there and take a look at it, but it sounds like it might have been a similar thing. But yeah. he is going back on the contractor, trying to anyway. Well, it's coming up on these uh, the weird time of the year in Mississippi where it's like, you know, the humidity's there. It's not quite 130 outside right. yet, but the humidity is it quite coming. Big. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's getting warm, but the humidity is already summer to me at least. Uh, and then you add the rain to it, and it's just all kinds of fun. But anyway, one of the things, one of the strategies to cool your home, I'm going to go ahead and say the dirty word here, uh, fan. <laughs> I'm not going to say where it goes. I'm just saying a fan. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. This is something that was pointed out to me. Java gave me this. Turn off ceiling fans when you leave the room. It says, remember that fans cool people, not rooms, by creating a wind chill effect. 
So in other words, the fan itself is not cooling the room. It's cooling the person. I'm going to say this is a great tip for those that keep up. For me, I don't turn my fans off in the rooms. When yeah, I, leave I don't. I, there, there's, there's a couple arguments there. Uh, if I have a vaulted ceiling, mm-hmm. I'm leaving the fan on. I agree. Yes. Because I don't want that stagnant air up top uh, inside yeah. that, that vault all the time. It's going to start creating microbial right. growth and all kind of dark stuff up there that, that, that I don't think you want. Right. Um, am I going to turn the fan off when I leave the bedroom? Mm, if I think about it, I will. Right. But if it's upstairs and I didn't turn it off and I went downstairs, I wouldn't go back up and turn it off. It's almost a part of the aesthetic. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's not we're not we're not drawing that much power. No, mm-hmm. no, they don't. They don't. Uh, and two, there's nothing wrong with moving the air. No, uh, so, I would actually let's leave it on. Uh, yeah, me, I'm not. Gonna. I, I would be inclined to to say that. But I'm not turning it on in my house because right. I'm freezing. Well, I, t- I turn. I tend to turn. I mean, in our house, the fans are always on, but I think it's our family just appreciates the air moving in the yeah, house. Yeah. I, I don't know a better way to say that. Right. Um, I hate when air just sits there. Yeah. Well, that you need a circulating thermostat. Right. <laughs> I got to get someone to install one of those for me. You can do it yourself. Oh, yes. DIY. Yeah. We just remember we got to figure out what the C wire is for. Right. <laughs> Still don't know. Yeah. If you've ever tried to install a thermostat, uh, actually, it's not difficult. It's, it's not just hard. a couple of wires and, and, and just a couple of little screws. No big deal. But, but uh, you know, sometimes they just make it to where they give you extra. Yeah, so. yeah, they're a little extra wires. But you know something else you could do with your ceiling fans is just put you a timer switch on them. Really? Why not? Yeah. Well, I, I guess, guess you could. Yeah. I, I mean, do like leaving them on. Yeah, or you just leave them on. Yeah, right. I, you know. <laughs> but which way are they going to turn? <laughs> That's a good point. We're not talking about that. We're not that. talking about right, that. Right, right. No. Well, <laughs> I'm glad they're turning. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I will say uh, my household always leaves it so that wind feels as though it's hitting you okay i'll just say there that you go. yeah there you yeah. go well and if you would folks get you a dust buster or something clean those son of a guns off because if not you're just throwing dust everywhere now i will tell you you, you do have to turn them off everywhere if you keep them on all the time they're nasty and you make a mistake of turning it off don't do it too quick because <laughs> the dust will fly while the blades stop yeah so yeah yeah they, anyway. they will uh, they will capture every little particle this is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And we've got Janet on the line right now in Starkville. And um, she's got a, thermo- you said a thermostat, not cooling. What, what's going on, Janet? Well, um, morning, all. Morning. Uh, my thermostat, when I switched it over to, to cool about two weeks ago, it wouldn't come on. And I went through this last year, and we threw the breakers, and it came on. But this year, it's still not coming on. So I called the company that made the thermostat, and we went through the ho-hoo-ha thing, and she said I need it replaced. It won't okay. the air conditioner. I push it to cool, okay. and the air conditioner won't come on. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a real silly question, but it's happened to me. Okay. Um, does it have batteries, and have you checked the batteries? Yes, I checked the batteries. I, I put in brand new batteries. Okay. I okay. threw the breakers. 
Okay. I, I don't I don't want that to sound silly because I've done the exact same thing, Jeff. I don't know how many times the battery runs out. Right. And then I'm sitting there, yeah. man, this thing won't work. Cursing it, at the thermostat. Then, yeah, and yeah. then it dawns on me, change that. Um, yeah, I would go down and get a thermostat and put it on. And we're sure your air so handling unit now? works? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you could try that. And and then if it still doesn't work, you need to call a company yeah. to come over there and look at it. I, I have a client down in Brookhaven that was dealing with a very similar problem with a – really, the thermostat had a master's degree. Actually, it had a doctor's yeah, degree. Right. It was just – it was the most complicated thing I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. whenever they went from heat to cool, it wouldn't work. I, I wish I knew which of the two wires to put together to get the hair to run. <laughs> right. Because think, think about um, – Janet, think about what the thermostat does. All it does is tell that unit when to come on and turn off. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay? It's just a switch. Yeah, and yeah that's all it is, is a switch. But anyway, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole here. He wants to hotwire the thermostat. Well, <laughs> and you can. Absolutely can. Yeah. I just don't know the two wires The two to wires do that you put together. But I would go get another thermostat. Then I wouldn't take the old one off until I have the new one in my hand. And when you when you look at the back of that thermostat, it's going to have all kind of letters on it, white, red. I mean, A, uh, B, yeah, C, yeah, D, E, yeah. and F. I think yeah. so, something like I, that. I pulled it off the wall. I pulled it off the wall already. Good, good. So and then just take yeah. you take your screwdriver and put the R on the R, the you know W on the W, and and uh, see if that doesn't fix. Take it. a photo is what I did on mine. I took a photo of the back of the old one. And then there's a diagram that's going to come with the new one. Yep. Yeah. And so and it's going to tell you which wire goes where. The camera on your phone is the best DIY tool. I'm it's telling come out in you, years. it is awesome because I, I, yeah, I put mine in and it, I mean it worked. So, but I sometimes it is just a thermostat um, issue, but it could be. And I'm trying to remember what the word was they said when we started trying to get a transfer switch or something wasn't working in the condenser, and it ended up being an AC problem and not necessarily a thermostat yeah. problem. Okay. Well, Jana, if you can, and yes, the answer, the uh, quick answer, yes, you can DIY this, no problem. Um, this is something that you can do. Uh, it, like Jeff said, if you can match colors, you can do this. Yeah. You'll be fine. And is your unit, is it gas or is it electric? Oh, it's one of those water pump things. My brother is so <gasps> aggravated with my parents. Okay. Yeah, my brother's aggravated because my parents went and bought this. The guy talked him into the water pump thing. Water which pump. Which uses a lot of electricity. Are we talking a heat pump? No. It, 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 uh, well, it, it's a thermal. Yeah. Oh. yeah, they're running their heat through their water heater. Oh, yeah. So it's electric. Another thing that could be going yes. on is if there is any type of a power surge, there is a fuse on the unit. Ooh. It's a little five amp fuse. Uh. And if it blows, and I've had personal experience with yes. this, you know, change the thermostat. I, I was like, because I'm going to DIY it to death before I call is somebody. It, is right. this thing relatively new, Jen? Um, gosh, I, I I don't know how old it is, but my okay. I think it's probably about ten years old. Okay, okay, so it's yeah. not, my it, it's, okay, so it's not something that you just had installed. Okay. Yeah, well, if you've got I'm the, the one that has a cat that puts the cat, the cat that 
made the holes in the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, well, just go go down and get a thermostat, put it on. If that doesn't work, call the call the AC guy. Yeah, or yeah. if you want to check your, your manual and look for the diagram to see where that 5-amp fuse is, that's 2 bucks. You can try that as well. God, Pam, it's 10 years old. Where's the manual? Well, in, in Pam's know, house, in, in my house, it, it would it's be filed. right under AC. It's under right, AC, right. exactly where it's supposed to be. Right, but right. Um, in my house, it's in the landfill somewhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, thank you so much. Hope this helps out. Go get the manual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Um, let's keep going. Mark's on the road uh, to Mississippi, and you've got a weird air condition problem, Mark. I've got a drain line about three-quarter off the garage unit, um, and it drains to the outside, out through the concrete slab, and then out by the unit, and periodically gets a white kind of goo built up in it and plugs up, and I've got to pour hot water down it, kind of run a run a uh, long line out there through it and rot it out. And I was wondering if pouring bleach in that periodically or something else I could pour in there to keep that white goo from forming because uh, there's obviously just moisture setting there until it pushes up and out. It's about uh, four foot off the ground and then drains out to daylight, but it does go underground and then come back up. All right. Uh, thoughts, guys? Yeah. I mean, in an older house, mine was very similar it, where I had the condensate. going underground? Well, that I don't get, but the I condensate. Either. I was good until he said that. Yeah, but if your condensate is your condensate drain is the drain that comes off your AC because you're pulling water moisture mm-hmm. out of the air. Mm-hmm. So that drain is in older construction, older houses that terminated to the exterior of the home. So it was constantly. So it's, it's not going in a pee trap. No, it's constantly running outside. I've, I had that on my for years. Yeah, yeah, older houses. Okay, you know, in older houses. You'll see this. There are a couple of things. Yes, this would be the proper use of bleach. I wouldn't use much. I would dilute it and put it down in there because what's happening is that you're getting dust and debris and it will literally begin to grow stuff and it'll clog it up. And that's how we end up with water damage on the inside of the house. Another option would be to talk. And I did this with Timmy on my HVAC uh, person. Mm -hmm. I had them. reroute my condensate back into my central sewer system, add a P-trap, and add it. So now it's not coming outside, and I don't have that issue anymore. So basically you can't see it anymore, so it's not an issue. Well, it's going into uh, – um, it's not going outside. See, when you start taking stuff outside, uh-huh. then you're going to have to deal with exterior elements. Right. So if you're dealing with a lot of heat and humidity on the outside – then that cool water, as it comes through there, it's sweating, and then it will begin to grow, gotcha. you know, Jeff's favorite term, microbial growth. Right. So you have to do something. And I, it was a constant issue for me as well to keep it clean. Another thing you can do, and I saw an HVAC guy do this, is he just took a, a shop vac and put it on the end of that drain uh-huh. and turned it on and just sucked all that stuff out. And he would just, he said, you can do that every, you know, three to six months. During the summertime, you don't have to do it in the winter. Ooh, that's a great idea. And just clean it out. Huh. But you do have to keep it clean, and you can use a little, uh, bleach. A little bit of a bleach. Yeah, that, okay. that will work. Don't put a ton down in there. Right. And what you also would be a good idea is to add kind of a T where it's coming out of the unit so that you have a port. 
in newer uh, installations, that's what they do now, is they put a port there so that you can pour something down in there to keep it cleaned out. Oh, cool. That'd be, that'd be great. All right. Um, so are there any final thoughts for this uh, summer, this beginning summer show that we've got going on here? Because we're about to end it. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I, I'll, I'll give you what my little hint for, for cooling off as fast as you can. One of the one of the greatest ways I learned: take off shoes and socks, find a bucket of water, oh. put your feet in there, and man, you will cool off in no time. In no time. Hey. I also pour it over my head. Not get after in, I put my feet in, the, in there, though. Get in the swimming pool. And that's right. right. That's true. Jump in the pool. Uh, yes. Everybody over to Jeff's house. Jump yeah. in the pool. Everybody jump in Jeff's Well, we can't pool. get on his boat. It's still in the shop. Right. <laughs> That's where they, I mean, that is the showroom for boats, though, I think, is the shop. All right, uh, Abram, thank you for your uh, input today. Very cool. Now I know that you can answer questions about aluminum and windows. Yeah, have I messed myself up now? No, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you'll be needed. <laughs> All right, uh, you know what? Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Abram Nanny was doing the engineering today with podcast production with Abram Nanny. Our call screener is Jermaine Flood. For Pam Pivas and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.